Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 27 of the Odyssey podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Connor Campbell. Connor, say hello. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Yes, everyone. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> why do you make that weird? Like, you always... this. I don't know why this is so difficult, because it is. I think I blame you for it, that you always make the opening awkward. Uh, <laughs> but it's great. Yeah. I think I make all Hi everyone, openings, how are we? Yeah, I make openings of all conversations a little bit awkward. You actually do, and I'm not I'm not saying that to bully you. I think it's actually an accurate statement. I think maybe in future, if you're listening to this and you think I should intro the podcast from now on, let he's, us know. He's never introing the podcast, just letting you know. Someone someone referred to this I, as I Connor's podcast. I did a couple podcast. of times and I got... Someone referred to this as Connor's podcast the other day. I'm like, oh, great, yeah. <laughs> Love it. They then referred to me as Andrew Garfield from uh, from Social Network, who has his product. He's like booted out of uh, Facebook. You've ever seen that? Uh, so that won't be happening. Foreshadowing. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, all right. Actually, sure. Whoever intros the podcast has to do all the editing, handle all the stupid tech issues that pop up, deal with the distribution. I like that. I like that. Connor, to intro going forward. I'm on your side. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm not good at that. Like, I think I should be. I think I should finally admit this to you, Adam. I'm not good at tech stuff. That might come as a surprise to you. So, for for anyone who's listening, you might you might find this interesting. But something that's really been growing in my gears lately. When I say lately, I mean for the last few <laughs> years, is whenever Connor has a technical issue, which is nearly every single time we do the podcast, there's something. So. <laughs> before before we started recording here he plugs in his wireless headphones that he claimed by the way didn't connect to his laptop and i was like they definitely do connect to your i laptop. was certain for like a year <laughs> lo and behold they do connect to his laptop <laughs> but uh he he um he plugged them in and before he and i, or I knew what was happening even though we couldn't communicate because he couldn't hear me he had yet to change his output on discord to the headphones and I just hear him go, these fucking headphones. <laughs> <laughs> While he's there just manually changing the output like you have to. Yeah, no, you're... I'm aging so rapidly. Yeah, I don't know if it's an age-related <laughs> issue here. That's a, that seems a bit an unfair. An related issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's unfair to older people. Yes. To put, to put them in that bracket with me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, um... I'm well. I assume that that uh, that how are you was was directed at me and not the audience. But uh, no, I'm well. I am I am a little bit tired. It is late. We keep we keep landing on times. Just I think the way our schedules are lining that, yeah. up these days, we're uh, we're we're finding ourselves recording at ten, eleven, twelve o'clock at night. Um, but we've had some good conversations. Our last couple of episodes were, were very well received. Thank you very much to, to anyone who sent some positive feedback or, or said you know, thank you um, for, for anything positive we may have said um, in the previous episode. It is very much appreciated. But, yeah, no, we've had some, some positive old feedback on these, these later in the evening episodes, a bit looser or something. A little bit looser. They Maybe we're not expending as much energy trying to be presentable and it comes across as a little bit more genuine any you actually said this to me when i was kind of doing my little vlogs if you want to call them that with my with my camera it's that it's it's very genuine raw footage 
Whereas I'm just so lazy that I will just not edit it. But it comes across as very genuine. So that's how I feel we're coming across here now. It's very genuine and honest. Whereas we're just lazy and tired. But I think that's a pretty good compromise, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably Even though about... I, I've never done any of the editing. And I say this to people all the time. That I have such a disproportionate idea of what it's like to have a podcast. Even though for some reason people think it's... It's my podcast. A person. Which has been said to me before, but I didn't. A person (laughs) thought it was your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I just show up and talk like Adam does literally everything. But uh, I'm I'm cool with people thinking that it's my podcast. I'm all right with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell that's actually actually upsetting for you. Ah, It is what it is, man. It is what it is. It's all good. What are we talking about? We're we're here to to chat a little bit about I suppose my experience over in Budapest at Masters at the Masters European Championships um, and maybe some some offshoot conversations based on based on things relating to that. Absolutely, it seemed no, it definitely was this this objective evidence that it was the most successful outing that an Irish PF team has had on the international stage. Twenty two, li- you correct me on this. 22 lifters, 33 medals. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, but it's definitely in the 33, 33 medal ballpark. I think maybe even more. Or maybe I'm kind of uh, conflating the, the team team titles and best. Or, yeah. Yeah. Team titles. Oh, of it. course. Yeah. Sure, there was plenty of plenty of prizes that, yeah. that, that weren't actually individual medals and stuff like that, which is always great to see. Like it's kind of we had it in all not in France for Western Euros in 2022, that it was kind of, it was nearly like an afterthought for some of the other teams to win like second or third best team. But we had a great time doing it and the lads and the girls both got up to, got to go up on stage, excuse me, and and just celebrate having a a great day out as a team. I think that's one thing that we really bring to the field that maybe other countries don't, maybe that's very presumptuous of me, but we go out as a team and we have a great time as a team. You know, whereas maybe some other teams are a little bit more fragmented or they're going out as individuals. We go out as Team Ireland. And I think from the outside looking in for the for the most part, that can play into our success a lot because it we're, we all go together and we all support each other. Do you do you agree? Yeah, 100 percent. 100 percent. We're always we're always the loudest. We're always the most supportive. Um, and you know what? Not just for the Irish team either. Um, I I. I often hear Irish supporters cheering on other people just as loud um sometimes sometimes I'm unsure of how it's received by some of the other some of the other nations there maybe some of the the officials but you know what I don't care <laughs> uh this is my opinion is, <laughs> the lifters always seem to enjoy the support some of the maybe more well established conventional officials as you say might find it a bit prude or a bit out there but like we always make friends with lifters and we always have a great time with them i think that we have when i say we i mean the irish powerlifting federation and even just the wider irish powerlifting scene i think that we have the best brand of powerlifting in the world i think the most enjoyable powerlifting competition um for both athletes spectators coaches um officials even happens in ireland um and i i don't think mm. it's long before we start seeing that kind of 
propagate our success on a, on an international level. And I think the Masters are a very, very good example of that because I think it's the case that in a lot of countries, a lot of other countries, there's maybe not as, there's not kind of an equal amount of support for Masters lifting. Whereas here, here in Ireland, it doesn't matter who you are, what shape you are, how strong you are, what age you are. Like, I think, I, I think back to, I believe it was Holly Doherty's um, third pull at the yeah, yeah, yeah. June Open last year in, in Belfast. You know, it was, it was what, like 105 kilos, maybe, maybe give or take 10. Um, yeah. And it was the whole place absolutely erupted. You know, it was one of the most hyped lifts and it was, all, it was an awesome lift. Uh, it was one of the most hyped lifts of the year, you know? And, uh, and it's something I believe we mentioned in our year in review podcast. Um, so I think oh, that totally, yeah. One, that, one of the best lifts of the year because of that, that really exemplifies the, the, what I, what I mean when I say the, our brand of powerlifting, you know, um, I don't think it's necessarily the same in a lot of other countries. I think it's often quite heavily whitewashed such as, such as the IPF events, which is why the Irish seem so kind of loud and sometimes out of place at these events because it is purposely whitewashed you know it 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 can be minus crack sometimes like at a master's euros <laughs> there was no music at all uh, during the lifting the whole the whole week which like no one enjoyed now, i'm sure like i completely understand instances where it's necessary for for those who are who are hard of hearing um but you know what like there was many sessions in the in the week where where i know there wasn't anyone that that was hard of hearing and it absolutely would have added a, a ton to to the atmosphere especially like the warm-up room at that in that competition just just by itself now i always say this that like warm-up rooms are competitions like that is the competition you only see the yeah the potential nine minutes of lifting that happens on the platform when you're when you're kind of on the outside looking in but the warm-up room is the competition competition that's where you're spending you know two to four hours of the of the of the day which is the bulk of your competition so from a coach and athlete point of view that, that the warm-up room is the competition but um yeah it was it was such an awesome vibe in, in those warm rooms throughout throughout the week like there was no egos man there was no there was no bullshit it was just like everyone there for the same thing to 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 do the thing enjoy themselves the coaches we worked in with with team gb pretty much all week and man i just i i i really genuinely thoroughly enjoyed the experience of of getting know getting to know all of those guys um most of which had a massive amount of experience themselves in the sport were either competing that week themselves as well or or had just been involved in powerlifting since <laughs> like john dwyer since before it was even a thing uh back when it was an offshoot of weightlifting called odd lifts um <laughs> yeah so 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 cool so so cool it's it's pretty incredible hopefully at some point in my career i'll get to go international with the masters team and i can only imagine they're going to go from strength to strength but i'm really looking forward to seeing the masters nationals championships and abs 
uh, this summer. Um, I, I think it's just an area of powerlifting that can only grow, will only grow, but it's it, it has such a potential for good. And and Helen Toomey is is always one that I look up to, or one that I'll kind of hold high above. Like this is what it's all about. Like I, I'm sure we all know people who who go through through these incredibly intense procedures and are kind of resigned to a life oftentimes without their physical independence for somebody to come back from that and to compete for their country is nothing short of incredible and i think it's 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 definitely a role model for people who in times past or or even now are kind of told that look you got to be careful you can't push yourself you can't do what you used to do you're, you're not 25 anymore was you can push and you can grow and you can compete and you can be a fucking badass. That's that's what I love about Masters anyway and the likes of John O'Dwyer, like you said, he competed at my first competition and that was actually the first time that I taught older people and that might sound very rude to say, but that older people can be absolute units. I didn't believe what was being put on the screen when he was competing, I thought there was an issue where I thought, like, geez, this lad is is deluded and he just fucking ragdolling crazy weights. So I, I just have an intense amount of respect for, for Masters and I, I'm so happy to see them get the success and recognition that they deserve. 100% agree. Could not agree with you more. <laughs> for fear of, like, for fear of anyone feeling left out, because that absolutely isn't, isn't the case. Like, I... I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed every single session, working with every single athlete, every single conversation uh, over the course of the week. But um, my handling John O'Dwyer uh, was one of my favorite experiences of my coaching career. Um, it was just so cool because like John hadn't deadlifted since his previous competition it had been quite some time in 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 the in the the range of years since he had deadlifted oh my god yeah um so i mean sorry 2021 he did he did junior masters nationals in 2021 i mean still <laughs> um crazy man crazy stuff like and the dude was out there you know looking for medals you know it was it was it was awesome warming up uh with him because i wasn't sure like i i was I, I was a little bit anxious about his ability to you know hit depth on squats again he hadn't been squatting he was in severe pain with his shoulder um he had had a he'd been dealing with a shoulder issue where like he was having to to force himself under the bar and and kind of push through quite a, a high like he he let out a few kind of grunts and and even screams <laughs> <laughs> trying to get under the bar and like eventually was getting under the bar and getting under the bar far more comfortably and then loading up loading up weight you know he the game plan for him <laughs> was mad we went out we opened on 120 on the squat right very very nice rep he didn't want to take a second right so we didn't take a second. We just put in a, a token. He just wanted to take whatever he needed to take for, for a bronze medal attempt on his third. Right. And okay. so that was 
162 and a half. So we jumped from 120 to 162 and a half. Sent him out for his third. Gets it. He just kind of... I, I forget now exactly what happened. I think he stepped forward or something. Something happened. Uh, um, and he, yeah. he just... It, it didn't go his way on a, on a technicality. But the strength was 100% there. 100% there. Um, Man. Then he went to bench 152 and a half. In his, he's 67. My God. <laughs> for for a medal and uh pulled 150 and then again had a crack at 185 again for a medal um just man like so so cool so inspiring really is he's talking about he had, he had been kind of maybe a little bit more negative i think it, it, it would be fair to say before he had competed just wanted to get it over with and all this kind of crack um but he reported afterwards feeling far more uh far more optimistic and 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 you know was was really looking forward to to the next time out and he kind of he had credited that uh, to the coaching team which was one of the biggest honors of of my coaching career and i really genuinely mean that when i when i say it um and yeah went for dinner with him that evening uh, uh, one of the most interesting people i've ever met just comes out with with things you never you never expect but um no, awesome, awesome, awesome. I really look forward to seeing John compete again this year, hopefully at Masters Nationals and uh, and, and be Ireland's first M4. That would be awesome. And I'd love to be there with him. Nice. Uh, when uh, when he does it. <laughs> That'd be class. It's, the, the, as you kind of alluded to it there, it's one thing I did always find about Masters and even very young Masters like M1 Masters, the stories they come out with are, it's, I don't know it's it's you kind of really it's it's a weird opportunity to see how they've grown and kind of developed as a person and the knowledge the experience the stories they've accumulated along the way and you kind of are able to see how it shapes them into the lifter and the kind of the person they are in the day and there's these tiny little things that you might notice throughout the day and you kind of maybe think nothing of at a time but like that you're saying John is such an interesting man they might come out with like a little sentence or two and you're like what did you just say and it it alludes to this this whole other thing and it, it's I, I don't know what I'm even saying but it, I think the wealth of experience that they have is something to be cherished not even in training and in competing but in, in life and in everything it's 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 such amazing to hear these stories and I'd love to, to sit down with John and talk to him about how he got into to powerlifting before powerlifting was a thing you know that kind of way the another person who i'm sure has <laughs> he just strikes me as a very interesting man because because of the the circumstances surrounding how he was competing at the competition that you might be able to speak to is colin power he flew into the competition quite late i believe the day of yeah <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck like and I, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this and, and Colin if you're listening and you do mind me saying this please let me know and I can I can adjust this and maybe edit this out or something but he <laughs> he hadn't slept either he was at a wedding so he, he had been up at 7 7 a.m. the day before to be a groomsman at a wedding and he couldn't let 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 the the, the groom down because I think one or two of the other fellas had already pulled out or something to that effect so he was up at 7 and didn't get a wink of sleep. Didn't was it wasn't on wasn't on the beer or anything. He said he didn't need it. He was still dancing on tables and everything. But uh 
Yeah, n- not Jesus a. Christ. That's a more impressive feat. Hundred <laughs> percent. Not a wink of sleep, and arrived into Budapest then to be to weigh in it. I think it was one o'clock, um, the next the next day, and yeah, man, um, an absolute machine, an absolute unit. And I I was just thinking there while you were talking because you mentioned M ones and man, I think we're I actually think we're headed for a time where where M ones are, are where the the best lifters are. Because like totally, absolutely, yeah. You know, especially you know, as as some of the the kind of most competitive open lifters now, who are who are probably in their early to mid thirties, and thus not far away from being M one, as they start to age up. Um, being an M one, like you know, especially if you've if you have a training background already, there's no disadvantage there. There's no competitive disadvantage there whatsoever. Do you know? No, not at all. Uh, and I think Colin it's Power, very silly. It's a very low kind of ballpark for masters, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I get it when I get it at the start of the sport. You know, being being physically active into your into your, you know, mid and late forties wasn't really as popular, I suppose. You know, twenty thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, the idea would be that you would have to you'd you'd be wanting to rest as much as you can, kind of thing. But um, no, uh, yeah, Colin Colin is a testament to that. Like the, the dude is just so ridiculously strong. Um, and I kind of debated how I was going to approach this because I knew we'd be talking about it. But in my opinion, one Masters Euros, um, he he came second to to someone who had just served a a, a ban for essentially a growth hormone, and um, <laughs> naturally or unnaturally, <laughs> way <laughs> he this dude came back like a lot heavier, like two weight classes up and with a whole, whole lot added to his total. Um, and was just a bit of a dick to be honest in the warm room. And I've absolutely no problem saying that publicly. Um, yeah, no, uh, Colin won that in my opinion. Uh, I, I would not credit, credit that guy with the win. Uh, and he tore his bicep <laughs> on his third pull, which was for the win, which he locked out. It was, it was the, one of the strangest bicep tears I've ever seen because it was at lockout. That that he tore his bicep. You know, usually you'll see your 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 usual bicep tear. They'll probably hit kind of a midpoint, a middle kind of sticking point, and that's where it'll happen. And they'll drop the bar. But Colin had locked the fucking locked it out. He had locked out the deadlift to put him in first place, and uh, unfortunately, then the, the injury occurred at the top and and dropped the bar and all that. But um, yeah, man, absolute machine, absolute machine deserves an absolute, deserves a world of credit and uh, a very, very speedy, speedy recovery. You, Colin. That's tough to see. It's ah, uh, that's unfortunate. There, there's something. I was gonna say biblical or something heroic. It just about loading whatever you need to load, and having the having the stones to do it. Just say whatever it takes. You're going for it, and you're going for it. So that's it, it's a shame it ended that way. But I kind of share your sentiment. Like in in my books, he won that. He deserved deserved to win it. And and again, wishing him a speedy a speedy recovery. It's we were talking about M ones just there. I have to share this worth this worth adding story worth adding quickly before we pivot yeah. away from Colin that he squatted three oh two and a half, benched two oh five, and deadlifted three oh five, having not slept in the bones of two days. <laughs> <laughs> and in my opinion locked out the 322 and a half which not including so if he had locked out 322 and a half that would have given him an 825 total um but so not including that he had 812 and a half 
which would have won nationals by by quite a margin by quite a margin so worth worth crediting him with that and sorry actually it would have been an 830 total um which would have actually been a competition yeah platform pr for him but um yeah had to had to throw that credit Colin's way before we pivoted away also we had our first odyssey master lifter compete um Mairead Collins who we're delighted to be working with now coached by Clarice who was also over in Budapest uh, A1 coach A1 athlete did a great job on on the day uh, Mairead got to got to jump up on the on the podium and uh, yeah she just was was a bundle of fun man she she was uh, <laughs> she busted out the the smelling salts for for some of her attempts <laughs> And uh, she she had been quite nervous. She'd been having issues with depth, squat depth and training. Um, but as soon as she took a couple of hits of the, the smelling salts, clear, clear, clear minded and, and off she went and she absolutely smashed it. So it was it was so, so cool. Such a privilege for me um, to be able to to be there uh, just to watch coach, coach an athlete do their thing and, and net a fucking fantastic result. And actually, she had a very funny moment. She had a very funny moment, uh, I believe, at the top of her final pull. Uh, some issue anyway, and uh, she shouted on live stream, oh, bollocks. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm nearly certain that like the overwhelming majority of the people there have no idea what that even means and, and thus would not understand <laughs> that that is, not prof- uh, that that is profanity. <laughs> but uh, it was very funny. It was very funny. Is that I'd, I'd imagine profanity is an offence you can get disqualified for? Yes. I would, I would find it very funny if, if one of our masters and Odyssey's first masters lifter got disqualified for profanity <laughs> and for something as silly as that. I just think that that'd be a pretty cool, a pretty cool thing to come home with. But um, judging from the pictures, I it, I adore uh, Clarice and Maraids. A coach athlete relationship it just seems to be so healthy and so positive and so fun and i think it does exemplify what what li- i was going to say what masters lifting should be but kind of just what lifting and competing should be for the vast majority of people it's not this not this scary terrible difficult arduous thing but something fun an opportunity to to express yourself and to enjoy yourself and to push yourself so I, I absolutely adore what they're doing and, and huge respect and huge shout out to Clarice who's the best of us we've said this in the past she her commitment is absolutely unrivaled like flying in from Chicago to to hop in and, and to coach the Masters is is astounding commitment ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> we um we had a couple of European champs we had two European champs as well uh, which is awesome it's always such a cool Cool thing to hear Aron Avian play when you're so used to hearing, particularly mm. uh, what's it called, the Le, French Le, Le Marseilles or whatever, <laughs> the French national anthem, no idea, uh, the Italian nat- national anthem, a couple other ones. Um, I know them off by heart now at this point, but uh, man, hearing hearing Aron Avian <laughs> play is uh, very very special. It never gets old. No, so so thank you to uh, to Anto. And to to Neve Savage, Anthony McLegan, 
for uh, for putting up those absolutely incredible. What a man! Incredible performance. He seems like the most fun to handle at one of these competitions because he just he just seems to have a great time doing it, and it is so nonchalant. Like it's, it, I've said this in the past, and I hope it doesn't crump across as insulting, but seems to compete as if he's moving furniture. It's just so natural and just so. Ah, yeah, sure. I'll I'll go out and I'll pick this up and just and fucking wins. <laughs> It was it was awesome, man. It was such great crack. He he was fighting with uh, with an Austrian dude named Rene, um, for 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 the medal, and uh, I think w- once on Anto's final pull, once once we had the win, we'd already ha- uh, had the win locked in, and Rene came up to Anto and was like, "Please, for me, just take this one seriously." <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was all in good fun, but uh, yeah, no, it, he's he's great crack, man. It, it was funny to, to see him kind of surprisingly get a little bit nervous or be a little bit nervous in squat warm-ups. Um, and then once we went out and, and got the squat opener in, just he came into the, the kind of lifter waiting area, sat down, threw the legs out in front of him and let out this this noise that I couldn't even possibly do justice of of kind of... It was like a scream, but also somehow conveyed relief. <laughs> um, and then he was just his usual happy, happy, calm self. It was so fucking cool, I must say, to see him go out there and like just smile. And like, like he looked at like I could see him looking at like the spotters and the refs and kind of nodding at them, saying hello, and then just just horsed the weight around. It was it was class. It was really, really cool um what a gent a hundred percent hundred percent yeah again also massive massive uh mention must go neve's way who ended up taking the win having not been able to train for i think about three weeks um she had she had hurt her hurt her foot she was in a in a boot um had a couple of other things going on as well um and you know what absolute testament to the the quality of of, of lifter that she is she was still able to to put together a European Championship winning performance, and and to to say you know the fact that she was disappointed with her her gold medal <laughs> is, speaks to just just how <laughs> high level uh, a lifter she is. She ended up, I think, getting the invite to Worlds in Malta. Uh, I believe she turned it yes. down, in, and she's instead kind of gearing up for masters nationals but man that's that's so cool that is so cool so so it's huge it's it's been a very busy couple of months even since western euro since we since we handled neve it's been kind of one comp after the other it's it's been very very hectic and very very challenging physically as you saw with the with the couple of niggles that picking up as is kind of par for the course um but to, to take that on the chin to go out like you said and to to win and to still hold yourself to that that high of a standard is is very very impressive and a good a good break as well deserved uh, as as great as great as it would be to see her go to nationals in in malta we another great representative for the country i think a break is is very well deserved 100 percent, 100 percent. so as i look here at the 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 list of of lifters that we had because i do 100 percent plan on on giving everyone a shout out before we before we move on in the, in the discussion uh the first name i see is is caroline kniff's name and so <laughs> I was, we were in Dublin for Nationals. We were in the Radisson Airport Hotel. That's where Nationals was. And my plan was to stay up in Dublin 
on the Sunday night and fly out of Dublin airport on the Monday night. And I was all packed up and ready with a couple of different, couple of different bags. Was all organized. Had even brought my Chromecast for the the hotel over in uh, in Budapest. <laughs> I realized as we were in the midst of the eighty three. So we had Cal, Cal, and Cal Doran <laughs> that I had left my passport at home. And for anyone who doesn't know, somehow because I tell everyone, um. I live in Bantry in West Cork, <laughs> which was about a four-hour spin away from uh, from the airport, from Dublin Airport. Um, if the foot's down. If the foot's down, which it was. <laughs> Although Jay Absolutely, Jay yeah. Farrant, as I was leaving, as I was leaving Nationals that evening to drive home, gave me a, a great bit of advice that he credited his granddad for, which was that it's better to be early, or sorry, it's better to be late in this life than early in the next like thank you jay i'll i'll remember that <laughs> um, yeah pretty yeah fair and i did i did i i cruise controlled on the motorway i didn't i didn't take any liberties with the with the pedal but um yeah so drove home that night got home around 12 o'clock which you know what there, that that was the one silver lining of of the whole situation is i got home at 12 i got into bed and i got 8 hours of sleep and i woke up whereas if we had stayed up if I had stayed up the Sunday night after nationals, it's likely that we wouldn't have slept. Yes. You know? Especially because you were bunking with me. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> that that was the one silver lining. But uh, yeah, then the row, then four hours back up on uh, on the Monday morning, back up to the airport. I even paid for, paid for fast track security just in case there was some issue and, uh, and you know, I, you know, I would be cutting it fine, and I realized that I had missed the fast track security thing when I was like halfway through a very busy security line. But uh, anyway, um, the reason uh... I bring this all up is because what made me feel, I suppose, a little bit better was that I heard about um, I heard Carolyn Kniff was through security on the Sunday night with she was waiting with Clarice and with Maraid in Dublin airport on the Sunday evening. Um, she was through security. She was waiting at her gate. And at the gate, she realized she didn't have her passport. She couldn't fly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, poor Caroline. So no. she had to leave. She had to go home. She had to miss her flight. And she had to fly out the next the next day on, uh, on the rest of our flight. Um, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, Caroline, that you had to experience that. It did make me feel a little bit better <laughs> on my drive up <laughs> about my situation. Um, fair, so fair. You know what? She went on to have a great day, literally the next day on, on Tuesday. Um, so some massive fair play to, to Caroline. A lot of people, I think, would have been like, right, not competing. That's that is what it is. Move on. But uh, no, she showed up. She did the thing. So to Caroline, Raid, Mary. Sarah, Karen, Helen, Lorraine, John, Warren. Actually, Anthony O'Halloran, I have to mention. Unfortunately, injury, he, co- he couldn't lift. Uh, Anthony, if, you're, if you happen to be listening to this, I apologize if I walked past you and I didn't say hello. Uh, I've yet, to, I've, I've not, <laughs> <laughs> we have yet to, to be acquainted and I'm awful with faces. So I may have actually walked past you and, uh, and I apologize. <laughs> uh, so Warren, Dave... <laughs> 
Benny, Brendan Gilligan, Alex, uh, Lynn, Noreen, Steve, Anto, Neve, Joanne, Aileen, Mags, Emma, and Colin. Thank you guys very, very much. Uh, I put up an Instagram post uh, just before we started recording this uh, where I said that this this was an important experience for me that came at a very valuable time. And it really was. And and, and that was that was meeting, uh, coaching, handling, just just kind of witnessing you guys and what the sport is and what the sport kind of means um, and what it can do, do. You know, the fact that we're all there united under the same kind of same interest, uh, enjoying the benefits of resistance training and just being involved in, in, in all the, the, the positives that that sport brings you know, in our in our forties, fifties, sixties, and and soon I hope seventies and beyond, um, was just really cool and a very centering experience for me. Um, so again, thank you all. Amazing. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, man, it's cool. Like it's it's cool. It is the goal. Like being 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 in the sport is is the goal. I I want to follow in in. John Dwyer's footsteps and uh, and and be the guy I'm, and I'm sure the sport will be in a very very different place by then might even not might not even exist as it does now but uh, I I do endeavor to just be involved um, because it just can be such a force for good this particular sport that we find ourselves uh, living in <laughs> I guess living in is a very appropriate way to describe it it is very strange but I'm, I'm very glad it's so accessible especially for people who are older who are maybe a little bit marginalized from a physical activity point of view and for them to have the autonomy to improve their health and physical independence is, is so so important and these guys are role models nothing short of it and it's it kind of blows my mind when I think about it you know, and, and I, I absolutely share the sentiment where I want to be like John O'Dwyer when I grow up and in, how old, how old am I now? Anyway, when we're masters, I want to still be competing with you and with all the, the guys and girls in Odyssey and I want to see everybody doing their thing and I want to be the grumpy old man in, in the corner saying how it used to be like this, although I'm kind of that now and so are you, so are you. but in, in 20, 30, 40, years time whatever that that's that's the goal that's the way to be you know 100 100 yeah. um and you know the fact that it, it does it is just a framework for doing this thing that is so important for health you know i think if if someone someone in their in their late 30s in their 40s in their 50s 60s whatever came to me and asked for for a piece of health advice First of all, I would tell them I am in no way qualified to give you any health advice. But what I would then go on to say is just do some resistance training, you know, um, do some resistance training. It is it is such the barrier to entry is so, so, so low. We are so lucky that we that we live live lives where that is the case. And it, it, it is such a, a positive thing to do. And it, it, it is so, so, so important. Um just from you know the, the the kind of one major benefit that that resistance training has is on your bone density um it, it it not only mitigates 
the the effects of aging on your your bone density levels but completely reverses them um it's so it's so important um so i i'm i'm i feel very um privileged to to be doing a thing that that kind of is a framework for for getting more more people uh, particularly people uh in the masters and in of advancing years to 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 do that to do the thing you know the the, the masters man like i they continue to blow my mind I, i'm super super excited to see what comes of masters national championships this summer june july july one of one of them july it's 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 such an exciting part of the sport and to me at the moment maybe it's the the enthusiasm or the optimism having seen these guys crush it on the platform it's it's kind of the most exciting part of the sport for me at the moment but a, a huge example set and the bar is set quite high and I, I can't wait to see that standard be pushed even further 100% completely agree and a quick shout out to my my um fellow coaches who joined me over in Budapest Therese obviously I'd mentioned Ben Harrison from from Chaos and Jen Harrington head coach uh it was uh, it was an absolute pleasure to 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 be there with you guys for the week we worked unbelievably well as a team and it was cool I'm not I'm not one for for compliments and all this kind of crack particularly being on the receiving end of them but uh <laughs> <laughs> big Big Bob Sadler, uh, one of the one of the GB coaches, uh, described us as a shit hot team, um, who who really know their stuff. So that was a cool one. That was a cool one, and, and I really appreciated that. And when I look at uh, at the coaches that I was surrounded by, I completely agree. So big shout out to you guys, and, and a massive thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to episode number twenty seven of the odyssey podcast we're trucking along this year man we're, we're getting episodes in i was afraid to acknowledge that because we'll jinx it now and it can be tough it can be tough like you said it's it's half 10 at night an early one for uh for what we've been doing recently but um there's plenty of great guests kind of lined up to come on again i'm going to jinx it now by saying that but there's there's a ton of a ton of super exciting stuff we're about to head into a very very busy time in the calendar like there's i keep hearing four weeks out six weeks out eight weeks out there's 10 weeks out i have a race in three weeks which i'm fucking terrified about i'm here and i've i've had half a bottle of wine while we're recording this podcast maybe not the most conducive to training but it's a busy l time it's busy if you enjoy the podcast let us know share it around a bit and we'll we'll do our best to keep pumping out some good chats 100 percent. been enjoying it been enjoying it and i think that's been the most important thing definitely been the driving force behind absolutely the increased frequency but no we will do our very best to to maintain the frequency throughout these busy periods that are coming i was only saying before we started recording that i'm looking at like up to 20 flights <laughs> between now and <laughs> and the end of the year but uh yeah no thank you everyone we appreciate it like connor said if you have any thoughts or feedback suggestions whatever please reach out to to either one of us uh, at adam underscore odyssey on instagram and at connor underscore odyssey um so yeah once again thank you everyone thank you to the masters thank you to the coaches and we will see you again next time all the best